So I'm glad you guys are here. You are not the uh, the brave ones that have gone out camping, though I'm always pretty impressed with Northwest people that we don't let the rain scare us away from going out and enjoying creation. We had uh, Eli Garman from Oklahoma here last week, the missionary to Belize, and he was saying in Oklahoma when it rains, just they scatter, like literally just as if it would melt you if you got uh, wet. So it's it's pretty fun being out here where we, we don't even have umbrellas, right? Like it's true Northwesterners, we just, it's raining, we're like bring me, you know, come on. So pretty good. Well, today is fun. As you can see, we've made a mess of the stage. We've put up everything we could find from this uh, summer series, and, and we want to just celebrate what God has done. We want to stand and proclaim the goodness of God. Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes chapter 3, it tells us that there is a time to weep. It tells us that there's a time to mourn. But in there, it also tells us that there's a time to laugh. I think Pastor Randy's got that one down pretty good. Also, a time to dance. Anybody ever dance before the Lord? Hallelujah. And today, we're going to dance before the Lord. Psalm 126.3, it tells us, The Lord, say the Lord. The Lord has done great things for us, and we are what? We are filled with joy. Psalm 47, 1, 2, it says, Come, everyone. Come, everybody. Come on, everyone. Clap your hands. Everybody shout to God with joyful praise for the Lord Most High is awesome. That's what my translation says. It says God is awesome. God is awesome. He is the great king of all the earth. So today we step back and we look and say, God, you are awesome. You are awesome. Look at what our Lord has done. Over the past three months, we have been going through this Amped Up series. I've said that a couple of times. Anyone remember what Amped Up meant in the Urban Dictionary? To be energetic due to the consumption of a stimulant. And who have we been consuming? Yeah, come on, Jesus. Hallelujah. We've been consuming Jesus. We are energized. We have an energy because of Jesus in our lives. We've tasted and we've seen that the Lord is good. We have decided to follow Jesus. Though none go with me, still I will follow the cross ahead of me, the world behind me. We are passionately pursuing God with our lives. We are amped up. Is anyone else this morning amped up for God? Hallelujah. So we divide the series into three sections. Access, move, and pursue. Access the things of God. Move in the things of God. Pursue the things of God. And I don't know about you, but sometimes uh, the way I'm, I'm built and wired, I have a tendency to just kind of move on from the incredible events. Like incredible things that God has done, I just kind of move on. Anybody else? I just, I just move on, right? And yet God has done an amazing thing. And I have not taken the time to truly appreciate, to recognize, to celebrate what God has done in my life. So I wanted to give us this time, intentional time, a moment to pause in our lives, to look and reflect on the goodness of God, upon his provision, upon his grace. For some of us, how we have spent the summer, it's to look upon his mercy in our lives. For some of us, it's to look at the supernatural healings of God. For others of us, it's the miracles of God. I hope for all of us, it's the love of God that has been poured out this summer. So I just want to spend the next 20, 25 minutes just helping us to remind us of the journey, the incredible journey that God has taken us on in the summer of 2014. Did you know, know you never get to have summer 2014 ever again? Sometimes we live like we get to do it again. You don't. 
So if you missed out this summer, by the way, hopefully by the grace of God, you get summer 2015. And that year, would you just embrace it and tear it open like Pastor Randy talked about? You don't get it again. So 2014, I hope that for most of you, as I speak and as I kind of recapture what we went through this summer, it will rekindle and stir up just the things that God has done in your own life, in your in your own personal life, that today we could all see. And kind of like Wayne was just talking about, we could look and, and take a look back and we could set up those remembrance stones and say, yeah, right there. That's when God did this. That's when God showed himself to be this. So we're going to do that this morning. Started the series back in June. We just got out of school. We're just going back into school. So June. Anyone remember? First, first, first month. What was that? Access. Do you remember the first service? It was Access. God the... God the Father. And we went Access God the Son. And then Access God the... Any Trinitarians in here? Access God the Holy Spirit. We're all Trinitarians, by the way. Um, and then access freedom. Access God the Father. One of the most amazing services I've ever been a part of. Do you remember that? Do you remember the stations that we had set up? Over here, we had a um, scripture station where uh, we had these scripture cards and we were able to read them and, and sit in those seats by ourselves and meditate upon the word and then journal what the Lord was speaking to us. Back there, we had this creativity station. Remember some of the creative things? We had that picture of Jesus with the squares and, and different people drew um, part of the square of Jesus. Anyone brave enough to do that here? Anyone do that? Yeah, wasn't that great? I, mean, I did not. I scary stuff. But, um, and then some of you did these little rocks, and this is pretty cool. Someone said, your will, which is pretty amazing here. This is a little heart, and it says, hope. This one right here says, Beloved of the Lord. Wow. And it is very beautiful. That's the most amazing rock art I have ever seen. That was beautiful. And then we had over here, um, we had prayer. Remember we had the cork board of the cross and we had the individuals that would pray for you. Do you remember that? And, and for some of your prayer requests. I took advantage of that one both services. In fact, if we had six services, I'd be over there six services. I love prayer. I love being prayed for. It's just amazing. And then we were over here. We had this table. And on this table, remember it said, Access the Father through faith declaration. God promises to be my. And then these are characteristics of who God is. So we have like he is the provider. He's my strength. He's my redeemer, my comforter, my teacher. And then whatever area you were struggling and trusting God in that area, you took a stamp. This is a beautiful idea. You took a stamp and you put it there saying, God, I need you to be my provider. God, I need you to be my counselor. I need you to be my healer. Jesus, would you be the lover of my soul? And, and, you, and you did that. You took that stamp. And then do you remember what you did next? What, what would you do next? Walk through the door. Right? Accessing God, saying, God, this is, I'm believing today that this is who you are. Isn't that powerful? Thank God, today I'm believing this is who you are. Then we moved on to God, the Son, accessing God, the Son. We listened to the worship team. They sang this song uh, that God would finish what he started. And as uh, the worship team sang, we had people come up and give the t- cardboard testimonies. Remember, just person after person saying, this is who I was before Christ. This is who I am after Christ. One of you, you had this card. It said, before Christ, I was a selfish drunk. You flipped over the card. said, now I am a servant leader. 
It was a powerful time of celebrating Christ's work in our lives. Then Pastor Adam, he preached on the Holy Spirit, God the Holy Spirit. And he had the Ghana team that's leaving this morning. Pray for the people uh, that came forward. We had six people baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues that morning, which is just a beautiful outpouring of the Lord. And then uh, my father concluded by preaching on God and accessing freedom. During the month of June... We started some ministries as well. We started the Laundry Love Ministry. If you don't know what the Laundry Love Ministry is, we, we go to the local laundromat once a month and, and we spend a designated time period there paying for people's laundry while they're there. And we also take opportunities to pray for them and to encourage them. We also started um, a homeless outreach out in Tacoma where we would bring together care packages of Bibles and food and water and we'd hand out those uh, to the homeless in Tacoma and we'd have an opportunity to uh, pray, pray with them and encourage them. And, and we've been doing that. We've done that three times now. We also sent three people to Royal Family Kids Camp. Remember that? We had Holly Harden and we had Kelly Putnam and we had Alana Nelson. And, and they went for a week to encourage these kids at this camp. And then July, we moved in to, oh, I just said it. What did we move into? Move. I moved into move. What is that? Like, so we headed into move. The Move series. Many of you did not like the Move series. I probably had more comments during the Move series than any other part of the summer. Because it kind of, I pushed your buttons. Or, or I might say the Lord pushed some of your buttons. Uh, we, we talked about some pretty sensitive and touchy issues. Don't you love going to a church where the Lord doesn't allow you to stay the same? I love that. I love it. I mean, some churches, I could be there for years and never have to be challenged by what God might want to actually do in my life. But the Lord was speaking to us. I talked about praying to God and kind of reshifting our focus on what it means to pray to God. We, we often pray to God just trying to get things done in our lives. But yet we were just trying to shift that. To, instead of just praying to get God to do things for me, instead we're going to pray to try to get our hearts into alignment with the heart of God and with the will of God. Right now my will be done, but your will be done. What, what do you want to do, God? What, what, what do you want to do with this vessel that you've created? It was, a, it was a shift in focus. We talked about what it means to actually pray in the name of Jesus, to be an ambassador for Christ, to represent Jesus in our prayers in the name of Jesus and boldly say and ask whatever that might be. But what does it mean to ask for the things, pray for the things that Jesus would actually want us to pray for? A radical shift in how we pray. And then we talked about moving into healthy emotions. Again, this one, whoo, I talked about anger. And some of you got angry for me talking about anger. And I just encourage you, if that's you, listen to it again. It's still true. So listen to the word. Uh, listen to that message. We're speaking on ang- anger. And then we moved into healthy community. Again, really rubbed up against some of you. And these sermons, it made you uncomfortable. But the Lord loves you too much to let you stay where you're at. He wants to actually move us from where we are to where he has destined us to be. Where he has created us. To be that we stop using everybody else around us as excuses for why we aren't following Christ. Stop using the person to your left or to your right for excuses why you're not a very loving person. But instead, humble yourself. Allow the love of Christ and the example of Christ pursue you, motivate you, move you to love God and to love others. Then Pastor Randy finished it off with move towards a healthy place. We saw him up on the screen doing a commercial with that big old train set. Pastor Randy said, it's time to get unstuck. God didn't place you on this earth to wallow in your past, in your hurts, in your fears, lock you in the basement of your house and be creepy and build a big old train set. God actually has a plan for your life. It's time for you to get out of the basement, to get in there, get in the game and do what God has called you to do. 
Now, the month of July, somebody got married. Remember that? Steve and Tammy got married. The, my favorite part about well, my favorite part was that they got married. But the second favorite part was that you guys as a church just came in and you flooded them. You flooded them with love. I flooded them with love. I was so amazed. I was just in awe by how you guys rose up and you blessed that beautiful couple. And then we had Vacation Bible School. Unbelievable. Vacation Bible School. Pandemania, right? Where God is wild about you. Angela and Debbie and Rachel. You guys just dominated that whole event. It was incredible. And then we had summer camp where we had these junior high and senior high kids. 30 kids sent to camp. And then who can forget the garage sale and the fireworks stand. The fireworks stand was incredible. We gladly took your money. We love for you to just give us money because you know where that money went? All of it went to sending kids to camp, sending college students to retreats and sending some evangelists to Ghana. It was incredible. And then August came around. August, I mean, August normally is kind of like when you take a step back, right? It's August, the lazy days of summer. I didn't get that memo. Our leadership team didn't get that memo. So we decided to just put the gas to the what is that? The pedal to the metal. That's from uh, DuckTales. Remember that? He's just, um, wow, I just referenced Disney Afternoon. That is awesome. But um, the reality was um, there was another service. So my favorite service ever, God pursuing uh, or uh, accessing God, the Father. Maybe my second favorite service ever was what Pete Wilma and, and Wayne Ferris did. Do you remember that? They, they went through and they dove into Psalm 139. Yeah, absolutely. It was incredible. They made... That psalm come alive, like in such a way that it has influenced my Bible reading ever since. To where I was actually just there in in the pew, or in the chair, just saying, "God, search me, right? Search my heart." Anyone else just like it was like God just went deeper than He's gone in a long time, and and it was pretty incredible. And then we moved on from from pursuing transparency into pursuing intimacy with God. Intimacy with God, what it means to have a real love relationship with God, right? It went from just heart knowledge into head knowledge and then pursuing identity and, 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 and wanting to be like Mike. Uh, so there's the uh, Jordan jersey and um, you back there. <laughs> that, that was an idea, it was a dream, but it's better or, yeah, it's just a better idea to have your identity be Christ than Jordan. Do you wear Hanes, by the way? Michael Jordan is the uh, Haynes uh, spokesman. They actually now have Haynes that don't ride up on your legs. I saw that commercial the other day. It was amazing. Can I get, get a pair? No, you hate that when they just, anyways. So uh, pursuing identity, be like Jesus. And then finally this past week, missionary Eli Garman from Oklahoma, heading to Belize. And he talked about pursuing faith, to continue to pursue the Lord, stay in the fight, don't give up, persevere in the faith. In the midst of all of that, in August, we had Friends Day. Remember Friends Day? It kind of feels like it was four months ago. If you helped at all with Friends Day, would you just stand up? Please stand up if you helped out at all. Anybody? That includes you, Wayne. Anybody? Anybody? We're, we're going to wait for you. We're going to wait. Don't clap. The, don't clap. We're going to make it awkward. There we go. Now let's clap. There we go. Amen. And then we also have the Encounter Nights. Anybody make it to the Encounter Night? At least one of the Encounter oh! Those were 
I'm ranking the best moments of my life. <laughs> I already have one. I already have two. The encounter might have just leapfrogged up to number one. That was incredible. Over at Hope Foursquare, we packed in 170 people into that church as we saw the Lord and said, Wow, God, you are bigger and better, greater than we could ever imagine. Those nights were incredible. If you helped out at all with the encounter nights, would you please stand up? Come on. This isn't hard, people. I encourage the humility, but I also encourage the uh, kinetics as well. So <laughs> if you help, um, in fact, I, I just got to show you this. This is one of the cutest videos I've ever seen. It's Lily Harden, his daughter, uh, at one of the encounter nights. Uh, watch it with me, please. Isn't that adorable? You're the cutest little girl worshiping the Lord. I don't you love that? Some kids, they just have the music in them. You know, the, just the joy of the Lord. We, we have so many rules on, you know, don't dance, don't sing, don't wiggle. But thank God there's a lot of room for wiggling in the Lord. I mean, that is the cutest, cutest thing. And then on Sunday, uh, the 17th, while we were having church here at Lifespring, this is beautiful to me as well. We had an entire team over in Burien. Uh, leading a service at a Foursquare Church in Burien. Uh, worship leader, uh, team, sound, speaker. Uh, it was incredible over at Westside Foursquare to bless them, to bless their senior pastor by doing a service for them. In, in the month of August, we also had a men's breakfast. We had a golf outing. We had a women's small group brunch. We had a community back-to-school outreach. We had a dozen people volunteer at the Young Women's Conference. We sent off Ray right to Ghana, and we're sending five more this morning as we speak to preach the word and share the gospel. An incredible month. Hallelujah. Good job, you guys. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. It's incredible just to see who God is and what he has done. And of course, that only scratches the service. We also had several small groups. We had baseball games, wiffle games. We had pickle pickling parties. We had bowling nights. We had three beautiful babies that were born. Several of you mowed. This is incredible. Just to bless the church that we rent from. Several of you mowed North Hills lawn. How long does it take to mow the lawn? How many hours? Yeah, two days, four and a half hours. And how many people ended up mowing the lawn? Five of us, five of us mowed the lawn here. Incredible. Just what an incredible summer it has been. On a personal note, I I really wanted to dive deeper into community this summer, and so I started a small group, and I, we called it Rooted, and or actually, our last meeting is actually this Thursday, and, and it's been incredible, just every Thursday, all through the summer, we've, we've met, and my wife, if she was here, I'd have her share, but she's uh, at work, and she had this experience, we, we did a prayer experience, part of, the, part of the group, where on a Sunday after service, after we got done with the two services, we prayed for two hours, from 1 to 3 p.m., and we did a community, uh, kind of a together part, and then we did an individual part. And we kind of crammed it in. It was, it was between the end of the services and right before the frozen birthday party for Ava. So it was right in there in the middle. And this is the story. Uh, we're almost done with the whole thing. 
almost done with the individual thing. And, and Mary's had this shimmer in her eye for a couple of years now. A shimmer. If you ever get migraines, you know that that's kind of the thing that you get right before the migraine expresses itself. She's gone to the neurologist about it. Um, it's been just an awful thing for her. Well, right as she's done with the uh, prayer time, the Lord said, hey, I, I, I want you to lay down. She's like, oh, okay, I'll lay down. So she lays down, and then he said, I want you to put your hands up. And so she puts her hands up. And then he says, and she, he's just kind of talking. He's like, you see that shimmer in your eye? And she's like, yeah. He goes, I'm going to take it away. And that's what he did. He took it away. Like it just went away. And so then my wife, you know, she's kind of practical. So she's rubbing her eyes trying to make it happen again. You know, like she, she told me, she goes, well, even the layman, he told him to walk. So, you know, I'm seeing if I'm really healed. She's rubbing it, whatever. And it has been away since then. It's been gone for over a week now. So praise the Lord, right? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's a miracle. It is a story of a miracle. And, and I believe, honestly, if we wrapped up this whole summer into one word, it would be a miracle. It's been a miracle. This summer has reinforced anything in my life. It's that God is alive. I, I, I don't always know if the people around me believe that. I mean, I have a lot of people around me that confess and say that they're Christians. I don't know if they really believe God is alive. And, and I want to love them. I don't want to judge them. But just the way you talk and the, you act and the decisions you make, I just, I wonder sometimes. Right? Do you really believe he is who he says he is? But for many of us, I think it just encourages us once again that God is alive. And God, by the way, is pouring out his spirit on his people. That's another thing. God is pouring out his spirit on his people, on this community. You can either be a part of it or not. You know, sometimes you, I'll hear people, you know, they're like, oh, I'm having a tough time. Well, I don't know if God exists or oh, blah, blah, blah. Well, okay, cool. And, and have your time with God. But God is doing things. And you can either miss out on all that or you can get over that and set those things aside or lay them at the cross. Whatever you need to do to actually do what God has called you to do. I mean that in the most sincere way. I mean, get on it. If you need counseling, then get counseling. Somebody, I need counseling. I need counseling. For like five years, six years, they talk about needing counseling. Get counseling. And move on. God is pouring out His Spirit on His people. Have you read the book of Acts? He says, Peter, he's quoting Joel. He says, in the last days it shall be, God declares, that I will pour out my Spirit on all flesh. Do you believe it or not? I believe it. I believe God is pouring out His Spirit like never before. I'm so excited about being a Christian. I'm so excited about being alive today. I just took a class on the, the, the history of Pentecostalism in the 1900s and the Zuza Street Revival. I, I feel like I, I could not be alive at a better time than 2014. So many people are depressed around me. Well, guess what? The light shines brightest in the darkness. If God thought me worthy to be here in the midst of everything falling apart, then praise God. He has things for us to do for such a time as this. God has placed us on this earth to shine the light of Christ. For he's poured out his spirit on all people. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men are going to see visions. They're going to head off to Ghana. Your old men, guess what? They're going to. They're going to dream dreams. Even on my male servants and my female servants. In those days, I'm going to pour out my spirit and they shall prophesy. I have such a confidence in the Lord and what he is doing in me. Through me and in this community and through this community. There's not a better time to be alive than right now. God's love is on the move. It's on the move. Remember, I, I, Mordecai, remember when he's talking to Esther? And Esther's, I mean, this is a big deal, what she's about to do. And, and she, you got to think that she's a little nervous. 
But he says, for such a time as this, if, if you were going to get a tattoo, I don't have a tattoo, but you're going to get a tattoo just for such a time as this. When everyone else is cowering and fearful and afraid that you would say, for such a time as this, God has placed me here. This is in alignment with God's timing and his will. I'm moving forward. Just with the confidence of who you are in Christ. As the enemy is on the move. We have seen the enemy work in so many ways uh, the last couple of weeks as these guys are trying to get to Ghana. I don't have time to share all the things, but just the garbage. Stinky garbage. But we say, no, for such a time as this, God has called me to go to Ghana. I will preach the word. Walls will come down. Strongholds will be broken. For such a time as this. You are not here by accident. This summer was not an act. It wasn't just the idea of a pastor and some people on a creative team going, wouldn't that be neat if we did some of this? You know, wouldn't that be special? What a neat summer that would be. No, it was God's desire, his will. I truly believe that. This was not an accident. And so I wanted to give us some time. I wanted to open it up this morning. The ushers, if you guys want to come forward, uh, we're just going to give you some time to celebrate what God has done in your life. Give you time to celebrate the Word of God. The Word is alive. Did you know that? The Word became flesh. It's alive. The Word of God. And, and, and I want to give us an opportunity to celebrate the Word that is alive. To celebrate the Holy Spirit who is alive. To celebrate the God who is alive. And so just begin to think about what God has done in your life. I'm going to invite the worship team back up. And we're going to sing a song. And this is, in so many ways, it's Wayne Ferris's testimony. I'm going to let him share. But as he's speaking and as he's singing, I want you just to begin to think about the things that God has done in your life. So it's been a powerful, powerful summer for me. And um, you know what's amazing to me is, is so often with my testimonies, and I've had fantastic times in my life where God has healed me. Um, he's done powerful things, restored my marriage, restored me. Um, but often, often, the biggest testimonies for me are when God reminds me of the simple things. And it's usually when I'm pursuing the big things. Right? So this summer, I have to excuse me, I have really bad dry mouth this morning. This summer, um, I went into the summer really active, really busy with a lot to do. And I was asking God for some pretty big things in my life, and they kept not quite happening. And, um, and what would happen is I'd, I'd wait, and I'd wait, and I'd work, and I'd work. And then as I was doing things, you know, usually serving the Lord, I would get frustrated. I would put expectations on people. Um, I was getting a little burned out, but it was because I was waiting for these things I was expecting from the Lord. And I didn't think they were happening. And then there were two distinct moments, one during service here and one during an encounter, where the Lord just spoke to me. And it's always this. It's always a tender moment. And I don't know what it is about my big manly heart that needs tender moments, but I have discovered in my life that when I have tender fathers speaking into my ear and tender moments with the Lord, where he reminds me of the simplest things, the simplest things. It's like, it's like, I don't need the oceans to split. I just need the faith to remember what I already believe, right? What I already know. And, um, and it was always little things like, Wayne, I love you. Not because you're working hard on this project, but just because I love you. 
Wayne, I'm here for you. I believe in you. You, you can keep pressing in for that healing, but trust me. You know, because in my mind, I'm like, I'm not praying enough. I'm not doing enough. And that's where I always, I don't know why I continue to buy that lie. But there's a cycle in my life where I come back to this little voice that says, well, if you would stop putting together this for the church and just spend time with me, and I'm like, oh, I need to pray more. I need to do more. God's saying it's not about doing more. And I know that I've said that to many of you, and I know that I preach that all the time. It's my life's message that God loves you regardless of what you do. But somewhere there's this little voice in me that always says, that's wishful thinking. You don't get something for nothing. That's, that's, a, that's a lie. That's wishful thinking. And uh, so I wanted to share the song with you because that's my testimony this weekend. My eyes 
Come forward. Where's our ushers? Is there, is there any ushers? Is this, yeah, so come forward, usher. Usher Ray. It's like a rapper. Usher Ray. And if you uh, have a testimony, come on up. By the way, it's, not, it's a good time to be bold, too, with your testimony. We have overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Bye, Ghana. Bye, Ghana team. I love you. Awesome. I'm orange. Oh, hello. (laughs) Um, So I have two quick ones, if I can make it quick. Um, So they sort of both happened at Encounter. One of them, the first night we were there, um, I don't know how many of you were there, but Sean was speaking and Afterwards, he asked people to come up for healing, and he at first said, if anybody has a terminal illness, please come forward. And so then I went up later, and I said, I don't have a terminal illness, but I need you to pray for me. (laughs) So Rachel was there with me, and um, I've had a lot of allergies, stomach issues, and I just said, I'm so done with this. I'm so tired. I'm so sick of this. I'm so sick of feeling like crap all the time. So he had Rachel put his put her hand on my stomach and she said he said I'm just going to just going to have you laugh with her like it it's not a big deal like the enemy doesn't have any power over you it's not it's not going to affect you anymore I was like okay <laughs> so you all know Rachel and she's great at laughing so she put her hand on my stomach and we just laughed about it and so then he said well how are you going to test it I said well I'll have to go home and eat something that I haven't been able to eat so the next morning, <laughs> I poured myself a glass of milk. That's the biggest one. That's the quickest and worst. Um, anyway, so it took me about five minutes to drink it because I was terrified. <laughs> I didn't want to see what was going to happen. So I drank it, and it was fine. All day was fine. Nothing. And had some the next day and the next day. So we're 20 days in. Yeah. Come on. So then the other one, <laughs> also, um, I don't know if you guys know Ruthie, but her mom 
prayed for me. Um, also, at the encounter nights, I've had a shoulder injury for 10 years, and um, she she just said, I think you have some of the enemy's arrows in your back, and I'm going to pull them out. And I was like, okay, that's fine with me. <laughs> so she just started kind of just pulling them out, whatever, and then kept praying. And then I said, I think there's one more in there. And so, again, she did it, and that week was great. And then last week, Holly stood up and said, does anybody have this chronic pain in their shoulder, like their shoulder blade area? And I was like, I do. (laughs) So it's been 10 years, and this week has been amazing in pain-freeness. So I'm excited. (laughs) Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Yeah, go ahead. Um. For, for many years, I, I've wanted uh, to have my house be a house of prayer. And uh, the Lord um, supplied that for my husband and I. Uh, we were able to sell a business and uh, purchase a home free and clear. And now uh, the women come to my home uh, for prayer meetings. So wow. I'm thanking the Lord for that. Wow. That's a miracle. Wow. That's a miracle. Next. Clapper. So mine is kind of silly. Um, God, I have so many from this summer. I could literally give a sermon. I literally could. Um, as you all know, my sister is fighting breast cancer. And God told her at some point that uh, not to worry about that. And that he is in the details, just the little details of everything as she goes through all of this. And I can totally back that up. Um, because I had a, well, I don't know how to shorten this. Um, I'll just, <laughs> long blah, 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 blah. I lost an earring. <laughs> How's that for shortening it up? Um, I have some ruby earrings that my husband gave me for our 20th wedding anniversary. And they're I, I love them. So anyway, I, I lost one. And I've been all over the place all summer long, and I'm just like, oh, my gosh, where could that be? Well, God has helped me find them in the past when I lost one. So I just immediately, I reached up, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's gone. And I said, God, tell me where it is. So I went up to my bedroom, and I threw back the covers because, you know, a lot of times you'll lose an earring in bed. And I'm just like this everywhere. Yeah, Bob, he's like, have you... <laughs> You know, Bob. Anyway, so there's my earring. And I'm just like, oh, thank you, God, for telling me where my earring was. And then I just looked up and I said, but, you know, I can't wear it without the back. (laughs) 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 You know. So I I heard God tell me, take something and run it across the carpet and you'll hear a tink. And I'm just like, what? So I had my slipper sitting next to me, and I'm just like, I start doing this, and then all of a sudden my mind told me that's not going to tink because it's soft. So then I have this little Jenga game next to my bed to hold the curtains up. It's a long story. But anyway, it's metal. (laughs) Lots of long stories. It's metal. And so I thought, okay, well, that'll tink. So I just started running that across the carpet, and I heard tink. No. And I'm like, I didn't have my glasses on, so I'm just like, where is it? And I couldn't find it, so I did it again. Tink! And I did look, still couldn't find it, so I did it again. Tink! 
There was the back to my earring. <laughs> and I'm just like, hallelujah. Well, I didn't wear them today. I should have them on. But anyway, just so many things Praise like Lord. that. Um, got one more? <laughs> I got about three more. Um, speaking about, talk about the, the family here at LifeSpring. We have our life group, and they are my family. I'm telling you, they are my family. So as you, most of you know, my son crashed at the track last weekend. And we had invited people to come, and um, I, I had my sister with me, and I had picked up Shirley, the little, my little Asian friend from LifeSpring here. And so my son crashes. I had all these people that I had given a ride to the track, and I'm just like, I need to go to the hospital. How am I going to get all these people home? Well, Lane and Dion had come to watch Bob race, and they live in Puyallup, and they said, well, we'll take your sister home. And I'm just like, Nobody had ever come to watch anybody race before, and all of a sudden my sister had a ride home from the track. And then I looked at Shirley and I said, well, I can take you home before I go to the the emergency room. And she goes, no, I'll go to the ER with you. And I'm just like, your life must be really boring. (laughs) You'd rather go to the ER than go home. But okay. So she came with me to the ER. And it's, it's very stressful. The whole track crashing thing is very stressful. So we went in and saw Eric. He was quote-unquote fine, just broken collarbone, blah, blah. So I went out, and Shirley and I were sitting together, and she opens up her backpack, and she pulls out two bags of chocolate. And she says, I think you need this. (laughs) (laughs) And ladies, you know she was absolutely right. And I'm just like, yes! And so we just ripped those bags open, and we started eating chocolate. And then my son's wife comes out of the emergency room, and she, she sees these chocolate candies and her eyes got this big around and she just grabs them and she just starts stuffing them in her mouth. And so, I mean, <laughs> that was just a little detail. We needed the chocolate yeah. and God provided it through my yeah. little friend Shirley. <laughs> and Amen. God provided a ride home through um, Lane and Dion. And then Amen. the next day, KC was at the track with my husband because I couldn't go again that weekend. And so I knew that. My husband had somebody yeah. there that would watch over him, and I'm just so thankful. Amen. That's great. Praise the Lord. I love that. Amen. You just clap twice, isn't it? I love when God... Uh, talks to us about thinking and all that. <laughs> you know, the little things, right? The very little things that we take for granted every day. Uh, but Amen. he is so good. Amen. He's so good. And we can be thankful in those little things. Um, our summer has been its funny because John and I really haven't had a bunch of hoo-ha moments, you know, and yee-haw moments in, in our little lives. But... Um, you know, Alex was here, you know, for that time, and he went wow. uh, back to Denmark July 10th, oh, you know. So, um, but what I love is that he did not miss a thing while he was here, mm-hmm. you know, and he got to start out the uh, AMP series and so on with us. And um, he just, you know, he came to church, whether he, you know, even when he was jet lagged that first Sunday, he said, no, I want to go. And of course, mom wants to go to the 845 service. (laughs) And so uh, he was faithful about that and was eager to come. And he didn't miss a Sunday, you know. And 
I just love that because being from Denmark, living in Denmark, uh, it's not very churchy, not very churched at all. And so for him to come and just grab a hold of it and tear it open and just receive all that God had for him was just to a mother's heart, just the best thing ever, you know. And uh, I know he brought that Absolutely a miracle with Alex. I mean, he, he didn't miss a thing. Right. He jumped into it. He did. And what people don't realize is that that's not the culture he lives in. No. That's so foreign to what he's doing in Denmark. And yeah. yet, like, yeah. he's calling people up like, you want to go bowling? Like, he's just hanging out. Like, <laughs> he was like Jesus he guy. Yeah, he yeah. was. And even he, he was took challenging it to... uh, Carl and Sheena on attendance record over there. <laughs> so. <laughs> That's great. But he's a twin, an identical twin. Some of you don't know that. And he was the last one I would have thought would have come here for six months. Uh, he was just, he's just kind of the more reserved one, believe it or not. Um, Sebastian, he'll be coming in November for a month. And, you know, that was, that's really exciting um, for us as a family. And then Frankie turns my young, my little girl, 16 years old. Um, you know, God's been so faithful in our lives. I mean, so faithful. And my desire for her has always been, and John's desire, of course, has always been that she would just grow up loving God, just loving him and being compassionate. And she just, she has, and God's just honored her, um, and you know that I worked at Mama Stortini's for some time, and I'm the last person who would want that benefit happening. You know, I want to go into a room of people and kind of be invisible. But they, they had that benefit, I think, because, you know, I went in there every night when I was working there some years ago um, just to shine. I didn't want it. I didn't want it to be about me. I wanted to serve the people and my fellow employees. And, you know, there was a culture there uh, that was, you know, really worldly. But, you know, God broke through so much so that they had that benefit. So that's what's leading me to this summer is Frankie turned 16. They told her, when she turned 16, you come in and we will hire you. Oh, wow. You know, because she always, she'd come in and... She'd say, nice to meet you. My name's Frankie, <laughs> you know, since she was about 12. And uh, so she went in, and she got the job. Hey. And now she's shining her hey. light. Hallelujah. There in the Amen. darkness. Woo. Love it. A couple more. I guess maybe four or five weeks ago. Um, so for for myself, like, just what I want to share is um, I'm I'm working a swing shift, and I work at um, Burien Inpatient uh, for Lakeside Milam with um, uh, kids. Um, uh, the adolescent program for in, inpatient uh, recovery, uh, drug and alcohol um, recovery program. And um, so 
recently, um, I had become lead, and I worked that for about a month. And then um, my boss says, what happened is we ended up losing a lot of people. And um, we got a whole bunch of new hires. And um, we had not very many people left over on swing shift. And my boss says, I I want you to be lead five days a week. I'm like, okay, if that's what you want to do, I'll step up and do that. And um, he's like, yeah, I think you're the guy for the job um, to uh, train these new people. And and, um, so, but what happened was I came on, (laughs) I had to firm up on my lead duties and um, train these people. And I had a, a week of being short, um, not having enough people, and having them all be new. <laughs> and um, it's really hard, uh, a really, really hard situation. Mm. And uh, I come in um, to play worship um, sometimes. And so on this day, I was coming in. So I work... Um, Tuesday through Saturday, so I work my swing shift. I get home about one o'clock usually. Um, this in the morning. In the morning, yeah. So this Sunday, I uh, or that the Sunday I'm talking about, I I had. It was a rough shift, you know, doing this training people. You know, um, I come in. I, I I didn't get home till uh, three o'clock in the morning, so I got about three hours of sleep. And I come in for worship practice. I, I I love it. You know, I wouldn't miss it for the world. And, and uh, come to play worship this Sunday. And uh, life is hard, you know. Like, it's, yeah. it just got really hard for me. And, um, you know, I was just a lot of long days that week. And, you know, I was just so tired and exhausted. And But I just came into his presence and... And uh, that first service in worship, I it's like the most freeing experience I had mm. in worship where I could just, you, normally my mind, you know, I like I'm engaged a little bit and I'm thinking about the music and other things as well. And that was just the most complete abandon in being able mm. to just play and be like completely just yeah. on and in sync and be able to dance as I'm playing and yeah. sing along. Like I cannot sing and play at the same time. I do not have this talent. And I'm just singing my heart out, dancing and playing and perfectly just just the most amazing and I'm just like, wow, God, this is so awesome. And he just Thanks, says, God. I love you. Yeah, hallelujah. You know, in your weakness, I am strong. Hallelujah. And it was just so awesome. Hallelujah. Like, just so awesome. You know, just, the, just God's so good. Um, I don't know. I just want to share that. Yes. Come on. Hallelujah. <laughs> Worship team, if you want to come on up, I want I want to leave room for one more person, but can you guys come on up? Um, so let's do one more. He was uh, run over by a forklift. 
and dragged 75 feet and is only here because of the hand of God. And yes, Friday we were at his, uh, the guy who made his device. He doesn't call it a brace because it's, I don't know why, but it's a device. And when he first got this, before he got this, it was, he was walking a 45-minute mile. And after he got this, he's walking a 20-minute mile. And not only that, on Friday, took him outside, and I'm so thankful I was there. He ran this trail. He ran for the first time. (laughs) So I feel like there's one more. As most of you know, Ray is in Ghana. He's my husband. And it's been a very trying time getting him ready. Uh, Real frustrating. Uh, The enemy, I don't think, wanted him there. I'm sure of it. Uh, I've spent hours trying to get his meds in order. He takes quite a few. And every obstacle came up. I'm sorry, but you can only get 90 days, and you can't get your vacation override. And um, and then it turned out that we needed additional money. And praise God for this church, because Marcy and Dan, they got a check to us so that I could uh, cover his meds until I have the funds later on in the year. But every obstacle you could think of. But the Lord has come through. I've gotten a couple, three, four phone calls from him. He's doing great in Ghana. And uh, he's just so enthusiastic. And there's been awesome crusades already before the team has even arrived. And um, he forgot his malaria medicine. Or we had a mix-up, another ploy of the enemy, you know. And so he's all upset he doesn't have his meds. Well, he took the wrong prescription bottle, and he only had a small supply. Well, Adam now has his malaria medicine and his sleeping tablets, but the, the Lord's just been so faithful through everything, and he's just so excited. And um, I just want to thank, first of all, the church here, everybody who's been so faithful in prayer and financial help and uh, I know there's going to be awesome reports coming back. And I just, just thank each and every one of you. And, and praise the Lord for this church and for all these caring, loving people that we have here. Thank you. So I'm interrupted just for a second because I know this summer has been all about what God has done and what the Holy Spirit has done. But I want to take a second and honor our pastor. Um, It's been amazing to watch him have vision for the summer and see so many things behind the scenes and see him run in faith. Um, uh, Just a couple examples. Well, the biggest example for me is when we started the Encounter Nights, and that that whole thing was his vision. It's been his vision for two years. And when it came about and he said, um, I want to partner with Hope, and we knew that they wouldn't have a lot of resources, they wouldn't have a lot of manpower, 
We knew that they really wouldn't be able to contribute financially, and it didn't matter. And so the very first meeting about the encounter nights was Pastor Dan sitting down with Pastor Tom from Hope and saying, what do you think? And it was so fun to watch Pastor Tom, who, you know, you can imagine what it's like to, to fight and battle and believe in faith for that little church and what God, what he knows, what God wants to do, to see him light up and feel that kind of support and say, yeah, I want to do this. And then they did. They, I say they didn't have a lot of resources, but what they had, they gave. I mean, they really, they poured out for that thing. And then um, the second decision that was made, and I just love this, that they sat down and they said, if we're going to do this, neither one of us are going to preach. We just don't want any confusion between the churches. We don't want any, hey, I really like that guy. I should go here. You know, the bottom line is the two of them inherited this very awkward political situation with our two churches a block apart. And, uh, and they've chosen to not make it awkward and not make it political. And, um, and so just decision after decision, then it was, even if it costs us money, we're going to bring in guest speakers because we just don't want any of that stuff. In fact, Pastor Dan at first was like, I don't even want to lead worship. I just don't want any of that sort of people looking and getting confused and wondering what church they should go to. And I just, it was so pure to me. And, um, and it just like decision after decision, this whole summer, whether it was stuff to hang on the stage and just releasing people to, to do their gifts and service. And uh, I just feel like I watched a thousand decisions behind the scene that just continue to confirm uh, how much I love you. And um, I want to honor the Lord, but I really want to honor you, too, for a, a fantastic summer. Thank you.